picture this, the sound of footsteps hitting the trail at a pace that feels comfortable to you. The crisp scent of early fall in the air, the sun casting golden rays across your face and laughter, lots and lots of laughter. Sounds like something you'd be into, right? Well, what are you doing at 8 a.m. on September 9th? We Do This For Fun joins Forest Femmes Minneapolis, an open trail group in Minnesota with a focus on having fun, meeting new friends, and enjoying nature. Seriously, this group is for everyone. All paces welcome and 100% appreciated. I'll be hiking, not running, and I'd love for you to join me. It'll be my first time with Forest Femmes. Why don't we try something new together? Forest Femmes will release the location on September 6th. Check their Facebook page or watch We Do This For Fun social media. We'll get you all the information you need. Come on, let's go have some fun out there. And then usually the last 20 minutes of it, I'm not going to lie, are like Vegas. Means people will just say things, like they'll share secrets and things that you're like, what? And what stays, like what you say on the trail stays on the trail, (laughs) just like Vegas, okay? So we'll just leave it there. So Coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota, a conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors. I'm your host, Jody Gruen, and we do this for fun. Hi, it's Jody, and today I'm back at my favorite spot, the trailhead at Theater Worth Park. This place is so special to so many people for so many different reasons, and today I am with a fellow lover of this place. I am with Lisa Terrell. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Terrell, Terrell, both work. Terrell. Is it Terrell? It's Terrell, but I'll go with anything. It's Terrell. Organizer of... Listen to this name. It just sounds so amazing. And by the name, you can't really tell exactly what it is. So I love that it's mysterious. And we're going to really jump into that. The Ice Bug Forest Femmes, Minneapolis branch. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on We Do This For Fun. Thanks for having me. All right. So Lisa, what is this Ice Bug Forest Femmes? Can you tell us what is this? It is a trail riding group that is for everyone. Everyone is welcome to it. Men are welcome and it's women are welcome, but we are focuses on women, mostly just seeing and having them represent more on the trails. And we represent all paces from hike to run, recover, run, walk to running. So we have total of six leaders uh, representing each pace group. And then we are out on the trail for like an hour, any given Saturday, um, on any of the metro city trails. Really? So do you home base any particular area or? Feel worth, of okay, course. Okay, so this because is we the are, place. Yes, we are so welcome here. And Claire and her whole entire team with Abby have just welcomed us here. And I'll be honest, you have coffee here. And we like coffee. This is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coffee so is that's key. That's the deal yeah. breaker, if I were to be really honest. Yeah. Outside of the hospitality, yeah. you serve coffee here. And we love to have a sense of community with our run. And one of the fun things we do is we usually have coffee in the parking lot or we meet on the patio at Theoworth, have breakfast. And it's just, it's as important as the hiking and running is just the connection with other people with, who are like-minded in all weather. 
Got it. So this is really, I mean, and that really hits on what they're saying now is so important to our health, which is not only moving our bodies, but having community and having social connection yes. with others. Yes, absolutely. Like really to get mm-hmm. the most out of mm-hmm. life and out of like kind of even that physicality. If you yes. add that little extra bump, you're yep. really getting something good. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so tell us, like, how did this get started? And I mean, how... I mean, where, where does this come from? Where's the, where does it origin, like, where's the origin story? So the origin story of it is, uh, started at, uh, in Sweden, uh, in Gothenburg, which I'm not saying like the Swedes because I'm from <laughs> Minnesota. Let's just start there. And they have a shop in Gothenburg that it's a ice bug shop and they sell running shoes and hiking shoes and all that. And the Swedes would walk into the store and they'd, the women exclusively would say, how do I get into trail running? And they didn't have this question come up with the men coming into the shop. Huh. And so they said, you know what, on Tuesday night, how about we have, you know, at 6 p.m., let's have, uh, come to the store and we're going to take you into the, the trail. It's like they have, Gothenburg has a, uh, a large park system uh, and you can go trail running there and so it's just like Minneapolis like Theo Wirth and so it's right by the shop so they could run from the store into this beautiful park and they had a hundred and I believe 50 women show up that evening to go trail really? running and they this is in 2016 and they realized there was a huge need specifically to focus on women to get them out on the trails and so that's where Forest Femme started in Gothenburg Sweden yes okay in a running store in a running store called Icebug yes. okay and someone mm-hmm. just thought of the idea they noted that there was a need and yes yes Michaela Lindgren yes she was huh. the head of the first one and then it expanded it was in uh, southern Sweden and then they had one also in Stockholm also in Norway way and at one point there was one in Germany I believe there were nine total and then I came upon it in 2018 I had I was familiar with Icebug because I had worked at Gear West with Jan Gunther okay and I fell in love with the shoe in 2007 okay okay <laughs> and it was the, the spirit Icebug shoe and it had steel studs in the bottom and you could run on ice in the middle of the winter uh. and I'm that weirdo like I like running with ski goggles on you know um, usually by myself. I was, uh-huh. I'm usually alone uh-huh. when I do it. There's uh-huh. crickets. You know, yeah, when yeah, I say, yeah. who wants to go for a run when it's 20 below? Right. And so I was running in the shoe that I got at Gear West when I worked there. And so I was following them on Instagram, and they had this beautiful imagery of women going out into the woods, you know, running on icy trails that look like Narnia. Mm. And in all weather, and it just was like, that's what I want to do. And I've been a road runner since, like, the 90s. Okay. I was part of run clubs since then but I wanted to get more into trail running and so that's how I reached out to them and they started talking with me and then I got all my buddies to say I'm like hey you want to help me do this trail running group that I've been running with for 20 years and they're phenomenal people and they said sure and we've been doing it now ever since so you transitioned kind of from a more traditional running group traditional over to... road running yes okay mm-hmm. we all did marathons like, okay you know some one of my leaders I think she's done 22 marathons road marathons wow. you know we've all I, I like half marathons but we all were intense recreational runners like committed got it we'll see okay but does that also mean that you were though trying something new like trail oh, running and yes. especially like winter trail this, running yes so back in the like 90s when I started running nobody like called it trail running you went on you would run trail and you just said I'm going to go for a run 
you didn't say, I'm going to go for a trail run right. and I'm going to wear my trail shoe. You wore your whatever shoe, your, your road the running one shoe. shoe that your one shoe that is you for had. Everything. Yeah. That's what you have. Yeah. And you'd run it, you know, you'd maybe go to Theo Worth, unlikely. And mm. we can talk about that. Yeah, unlikely. Because mm-hmm. Theo Worth wasn't the place to go running in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just a really fun idea like just to go trail running in the middle of winter yeah really take a chance try something new and then organize something that you thought maybe other people would also enjoy and with the advent of the iphone and the maps Mm. we didn't have that technology in the 90s that has completely changed running because you can find your way out of a trail system now. You you had to use a paper map before, right? Yeah. And that just took a little more skill. You were an orienteer, and a lot of us in the United States don't know how to read a trail map. This is true. Yes. Even today. Yes. Right? Americans yes. like our iPhones, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. I was just on a... Um, I was telling you before we started that I was just on a hike and that was one of the things that we talked about with our guide is that how important it is for women to actually learn how to use maps and understand how to get themselves out of locations that they might get themselves into. So another important skill. Absolutely. Along with trail running, it sounds. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I would say even with trail running right now, you know, we probably, we do not use paper maps, uh, but that's a whole other story because we had the orienteers join us last weekend. But anyway. Oh, so you, okay. We can get to that. All right. It's full of stuff. Okay. So, um, so we, the origin starts with you discovering this through your experience Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. Gear West. Yep. Um, and then your, you had mentioned that you like have this group along with a lot of people that you've known for many years. Yes. Um, and that there are different kinds of trail or different trail leaders. Yes. And you said that they represent different kind of paces. Is that yes. how it works? Yeah. To some extent, uh, you know, to be really honest, I, I believe all my trail, all of my trail leaders, can run at almost all recreational paces. But on a weekly basis, you know, we just, I check in with them and I say, who wants to lead the run group? And then I find out who has the vibe for that. Who wants to leave the run recover group, which is the run walk group. We call it uh-huh. recover. Just, oh, that's it nice. Works. Yeah. yeah, it works. Yeah. Uh, because that's what you're doing. You're yeah. recovering. Yeah. And so I find out who wants to do that. And then, you know, sometimes people like just want to do the hike group, right? I mean, I was in a, I, I typically was leading the run. And I was in a bad accident on my mountain bike a year ago, mm. ACL replaced. Oh. Guess who's on the hike group? So I guess the whole thing is, is that no matter what you're, going on in your world, typically we're going to have something that works for you. Yeah. And we leave no one behind. We are not about pace. We are about not leaving people behind and making everyone feel included. And we do not have a specific pace that we're attached to. Our founders um, in Sweden, I, when I've talked with them about setting this up, one of the things that... Tom Nielsen and David Eklund talk about is, you know, just hearing laughter and chatter in the woods. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. That vibe yes. is the most important. And so that's a hard thing for Americans to wrap their head around. We have roadrunners come off of marathon training that really just need some time off. They know deeper in their heart, but they have that garment on and they're hitting the, I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry, leave your garment in the car. Right. We are about something totally different here. Right. And have you um, experienced some of those people having, you know, kind of transformational? Hundred um, percent. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Absolutely. Like they're able to come, yes. They are able to put the yes. garment away. It and is not easy at first. In. Yeah? The first thirty minutes, often, of our trail experience, people bring in, especially during COVID, because we ran this during COVID. People would come in with just a lot of stress, mm-hmm. and you can see it on their faces. You know, they want to even during the chatter that's going on. You can kind of hear it. It's like 
there's just concerns about their life or politics or things that are going on. By the last 30 minutes, there's laughter. We're talking about what we're going to have for dinner. Like, who doesn't like a good, you know, meal? Right? Loving talking about recipes. Who doesn't like talking yes. about food at the trailhead? Did you <laughs> exactly. hear what they're serving at the Mill Valley Kitchen? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I don't know. We just all come together and we're not from the same political persuasions. And so it's just a really cool thing just to see how it builds community and it builds partnerships across party lines as well, which mm. I think is super important if we want to make change in the world. 100%. So. Yeah. And you might think with an organization that has roots in Sweden that it might lean a particular way. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you and might. And that's really a great point, I think, to make that everybody is welcome regardless There's of... There's space for everyone yeah. at our table. Yeah, yes. that's really wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so what does a typical, you know, Saturday morning look like when, you know, like if I... I like, I have never attended... Um, your like a Saturday morning experience. Yeah. So what would a typical experience look like if for someone new who might be a little apprehensive? I will start from the very beginning. Let's do it. So you know are thinking you're thinking you want to dabble into the trail. Right. And you're maybe a little nervous about it. Even roadrunners who've been running for years are scared to go trail because it takes more agility, you know, especially at their pace and they haven't done it before. So what it starts with is you have to go onto our Facebook page, Forest Femmes Minneapolis. Okay. And I do not typically post the venue until Wednesday. And the reason why, roadrunners, you can get three months worth of plans about where you're going to do it, how long you're going to go, and the whole, you know, all the details. We don't do that. This is the deal. On Wednesday, during the day, usually one of the trail leaders and I, usually Wendy Dallas, one of my trail leaders, we go out, or Abby as well, Abby Lay, she also goes out with me, and we scope out the trail because the conditions change from week to week uh-huh. to season to season, sure. and yeah. we believe in also respecting nature, and so that's something that's really important to us. And so if there's been a big rainfall, for example, we can't go on the single track. We do not want to leave any trace. Mm, so okay. it takes way more effort. I always like, people always give us suggestions on where we have to go, right. but they, have to, they don't quite understand the amount of mental and just physical effort we put into even the planning. Right. And then by Wednesday, is, I will post. This is where we're going to be. It is highly likely we will be there for two to three weeks because I like everyone to learn how to get there and how to park Mm -hmm. and get there on time. So we usually do a pattern of it. So Wednesday you can expect this is the venue. So let's say it's at Theo Worth Park. Then we meet on Saturday morning. I like to leave by 8.05, not 8.06, okay? Oh, all right, everyone. I'm not you that heard strict. It. I gave you five minutes. <laughs> it's a slippery slope with trail people and humans in general, yes. if you've parented children too. <laughs> like, if you give them an extra minute, the next week they're all late, you know, later. So, anyway, but I would like people to get there for sure by 8 o'clock to use the bathrooms, prep their gear, and then we do introductions and just name, and then you just do your pace, and you get to know everyone. And then you'll take a trail leader and they just take you out to the trails. And we have, we're really good at knowing, like, given the conditions, we know where we can be and where we can't be. Because there's a few rules at Theo Worth. Mm-hmm. We can't be on when it's, you know, wet and we can, ski season, it's different. Uh, you just, you can't do everything when you want to do here. There's a few more rules. So that's one barrier as far as running. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go out for one hour and I have six people. And if you feel like it's, too fast or too slow, you can drop behind and there's another lead to catch you there. But I do a sneaky trick. Oh. And the sneaky trick is, and I probably shouldn't tell you what it is. (laughs) I'm very sneaky. The trick is, is that there's a very large hill at uh, Eloise. There is. Yes. And when I have a large group and I don't want to lose anyone, 
Just make the, them help. The hill doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. So you take everyone and you shoot them up the hill. And I say, you know, Abby and Willow usually lead the run. I'm like, all right, take them up that hill. And what happens is, is that everybody organizes into the right pace group within the first one minute. Because if you're run up, <laughs> yeah. if you're run, if you're walking at the top of the hill, you're in the run walk right, group. Right. Because we're not focusing on pace as much as we're just focusing on who you can stick with the longest and start building community with. Because that's going to be the most fun. Right. So there you go. Again, the fun. It's fun. And we laugh a lot. There's yeah. just things you can laugh at on that trail. You wouldn't. And then, and then usually the last 20 minutes of it, I'm not going to lie, are like Vegas. Means people will just say things like they'll share secrets and things that you're like, what? And what stays like what you say on the trail stays on the trail, <laughs> just like Vegas. OK, so we'll just leave it there. So, OK, you would also mention, though, that afterwards there's, you know, you do the trail run you're talking about this community yeah. that ends up getting built. Yeah. And then oh, there's yeah. something we, very special at the end. We have um, a lot that we do afterwards. And so if you're done after an hour, we let you know most people are pretty busy and they have to like leave. Mm-hmm. But I've also found that most people will make a little space for it when they, once they experience uh-huh. it. And so just one thing I think in Sweden and the vibe that they really also want from us is just a sense of community and connection that's really important for trail outings. Yeah. Uh, so we usually serve fika in the parking lot and just fika is coffee uh, in Sweden. It's a coffee break. And so we have coffee and sometimes I bring donuts and sometimes I bring ice bug demos. And so people get to talk about you know, trail running shoes or uh, trail hiking boots. And then we just share conversations. And then a level up from that is I'll have special guests come and talk about things. So bring your chair if you'd like or lean against your car. And like last Saturday, we had um, John from Minnesota Orienteering came, John and Gwen. And they talked about map reading and how to do orienteering. And they're going to set up a course for us in the next month. And it's all free. Like we do this for fun. And then the Aww. week before that, Claire came and talked about Juneteenth 5K. And oh, so we had yeah. a bunch of people do the trail outing. Yeah. They had, took a FICA break, and then they did a 5K race mm. for Juneteenth. And, you know, it's just a great, fun experience. Oh, and then another day we did Midsummer, the Swedish Midsummer. Don't oh, get cool. me started on that. So, <laughs> Yeah, Lisa, this is so special. And I know that's what, I mean, a lot of what I hear from people is they are seeking community, yep. you know, and yep. there's so many people out there that don't eat, like, they don't know where to start, yep. you know, and this sounds like a really easy entry point Yes, through like a, a park Yes, with people that want to welcome you Yes, and like at any level you can get involved, Yes, which that's rare. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it you is. seem so energetic and excited about well, it. I like love I it. can just feel it coming yeah. off of you. I, yeah. I vibe it. And yeah. so do my leads. Let me tell you, my leads okay. are just the most special people on earth. And they've been showing up, you know, every Saturday that I name and lead this with enthusiasm. And they bring extra people and they all bring some special story. And I just couldn't not do it without them. Hmm. So that's wonderful. Okay, so you had also mentioned, too, like, that um, there's, like, very few barriers to entry um, for this. I'm wondering about, like, equipment. If there's something that, if I, again, was going to show up, what do I need to be wearing? What do I need to, like, especially if I'm not a trail runner, like, what... What, what should I show up with? So that, I think that is probably the largest barrier, for sure, is, okay. is what to wear. And then also not knowing. And so we run in all weather. And so I'm going to just go right into winter because okay. I don't want to forget to touch that piece. Okay. We run 
even in like negative 20 degrees frozen lakes and we hike it as well although I'll be honest you kind of want to be you want to be moving a little fast when we do that one we do a, 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 a run on Lake Minnetonka it's called frozen road lake run and the only reason why we don't do hiking at that point is just because the wind going across it is a little cold and so mm-hmm. you really just you need to be moving a little bit faster mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of hikers show up okay if they showed up I'll hike with them. Okay. But they got to show. Yeah. Yeah. And so we wear Ice Bug makes shoes with dynamic studs in them. They're steel. Mm-hmm. And I bring a demo bag and I provide the footwear for them for free. And so they can wear our shoes or our hiking boots. We make hiking boots with these steel studs in them. And you could not be on the lake at all without them. Without them. Because okay. there's... There's water. You know, there's a little bit of, you know, slick. The ice is slick. Yes. And so they plow a road on Lake Minnetonka for the fishing men um, and women. And, yeah, we run it. It's great. We go for an hour. We usually run from Excelsior to Big Island and back. Okay. And it's phenomenal. So I'm talking about the most extreme run that we do, and that's the most extreme one. And you would make it, though, accessible for anyone that Absolutely. wanted to try it. And I welcome hikers. We just have done it three years in a row, and I haven't had any hikers Got come it. to it. Got it. Uh, it's just the cold. And so we also, at that one, we usually run, do it from the lakes in Excelsior. It's a run shop. And so afterwards, we do fika inside at the lake store at Pete Miller store and he goes through and how to dress for winter and so a lot of my shops will talk about you know how to wear a base layer which mid layer to buy you know and then he you know there's just been a lot of um, access to that as well just the knowledge of how to get out in the elements yeah uh, otherwise we'll do things like maybe when it's zero degrees we usually like to do the river bottoms and it's super smart because the river bottoms are down in a valley, mm-hmm. and so you have no wind. The wind is really the killer when it comes to winter. Okay. And so the, you're protected from the wind, and the snow doesn't even move. It just comes down really in slow motion, mm. and you it's just the most beautiful thing. And the river is usually not frozen over, but it, it's just gorgeous, you know, and... Yeah, we do that, and we do that with ice bug studded shoes, and that is a really fun thing to do as well. So the gear is, the footwear is probably the most important when we do those because it's like a luge track, you know, okay. in the Olympics. Yeah, it's the mountain bikers have ran on it so many times, and it's thawed, and it's thawed, and, and it's melt, you know, it's frozen, and it's thawed, and so there's that freeze melt cycle yes. that goes on yep. that makes it impossible to do with regular shoes. So okay. we do that. Yeah. So really, it's the winter time that would be kind of more of the issue in terms of footwear. It's the hugest okay. challenge is the footwear in the winter. Okay. And so we create experiences that are not accessible without, you know, you need crampons on or a good pair of studded shoes. Okay. And, you know, people make their own, too. They put studs in the bottom and all that stuff. But yeah. but I bring a big, I bring a bunch of demo bags and we put them on your feet. So it's really fun. Yeah. It's so important, like, because mm-hmm. that also is how do you know if you love something unless you get a chance to try it? Because it's like so expensive it to is. start yeah. doing anything yeah. really al- yeah. in the outdoors right. that actually requires some gear. Yeah, and yeah. you providing that for people just—I mean, yeah. We always I talk about that with so many friends. It's like, how will I know if I love that? I can't yeah. buy a fat Footwear bike, is or where, I can't yeah. buy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't have three hundred dollars to right. spend on a pair of shoes, right. like. Footwear is where you want to start for sure. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so why is the forest like such an important backdrop for this group? You know, I just think that the connection to nature, I think, is very centering. 
uh, before I did this, I was a therapist. Oh, I don't think oh, I mentioned that. You didn't. And so I was a, uh, I was a psychotherapist for many years. I did psych testing and I did a lot of in-home psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I always wish I could see my patients do more was just get outside and walk. And, it, you know, it's they had a lot of traumas, a lot of crises and things going on. Right. And so it seems really simple, but I guess I'm a huge believer in getting outside and being in nature and helping find your center. And so that's where I think it begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can feel it at the end of Forest Femmes when we're having our coffee. People start in a different place and they end in a different place just mentally. Their mindset changes. Mm-hmm. Even in just that hour. Yes. You can just see the transition. In one hour. Wow. I can impact, in one hour, I can impact 60 people versus one-on-one therapy for one hour. And I actually feel like it's more powerful, to be honest. And you're saying that as a professional, as a... When I was. When... I uh, haven't practiced in a long time. Okay. You are, you are educated. <laughs> as a person with their master's degree in counseling. Yes, I will say that. So people really yes. do experience a deeper connection to nature. And themselves. Oh my gosh, I was that was my dot 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 and themselves. Mm-hmm. So you just finished the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. Which is what we're looking for. Yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> that's right. what it seems like. Yep. Age and experience. Tell us about age. Um like do I need to be a young person? Does it skew a little older? Like what do you what do you think in terms of you know, that's a really good it, the, I think one thing is that we say we're only out for an hour and so it sounds very, uh, you know, if I can walk for an hour on a road, I'm going to be just fine. I think just being where, A, you need the right footwear, and then B, you know, we do go on trails with, you know, in the summer with roots and rocks. I think it's not so much about age at all. I think it's more about um, there is some a bit of agility, like picking up your feet. You know, I would say at minimum you have to be able to pick your feet up. Okay. Right? Yep. Uh, so there, I'm not going to lie about that. It's it's not easy. Yep. Uh, for the running group too, you're running up ski hills that are you know it's Minnesota. Yeah. It's flat here. Right. We're right. not running in the mountains. Right. But we're running up 200 foot hills. Your heart rate's going to get up. Right. So I recommend if you were to start, I, I recommend starting in the hike group or the run recover group just so you can get a sense even if you're just qualified for Boston I think that that's the best group to start out in Mm -hmm. so you just get a lay of the land and the topography and you know what you're in for when you start uh, adding some pace to it and you pick up the speed so yes so you had mentioned something about why Theo became kind of an iconic place for you and Mm -hmm. this group Um, and I'm just wondering if you could maybe tell us a little bit about why well, first of all, I think it's a really special place. I mean, to think somebody, you know, put this aside for us 100 years ago, mm-hmm. and most people in Minnesota haven't been here. I know. I mean, I grew up, I went to Osseo Senior High. I, I went to Augsburg College. I never went here. Yeah. And the reason why is it wasn't considered super safe, frankly. And, you know, I don't know if you want me saying that <laughs> in mm. this, but uh, there were, you know, there were just a violence and murders and things going on that um, as a runner, like when I became a runner in the 90s, it wasn't a place as a road runner. We would run to, I was part of um, Northwest Run Club. It was a big run club uh, in the 90s. And I ran out of St. Louis Park with about 300 other people. Oh, the Northwest Kick Fitness it. Club. Yeah. yeah, I remember Northwest. that. Yep, yep. Dan Fenager, he yep. was our coach. Okay, and, got yes. it. Yep. And so we would run together and train. Like I was there in like 96. 
97 and 96, okay. 98. And we had this huge re- recreational run club. We were all training on road and for marathons. And we were all divided up into pace groups, you know. Yeah. We were all, like, hitting our little watches to make sure we were on pace and doing our track workouts. And we would run to Eloise from St. Louis Park location, right? I don't know what that is. A few miles, maybe yeah. three miles, two miles. And we would run up the hill on the road, not the trail, the mm-hmm. road at Eloise, and we called it K2. And we'd do repeats on K2, right? Uh-huh. We never went into Theoworth Park, Park huh. once. Years of this. Hmm. And nobody talked about it, but if you look up news articles from 96, 97, there were some pretty scary things going on. Right. That discoveries that were made here of murders and things. So, right. Um, yeah, not a safe place. And so when I decided to start it up, I thought, I can't think of a place that I'd much rather, like, really feel like I own the forest in mm-hmm. than Theo Earth. And I knew nobody had been here. And I, ha- I had taken some friends in here running uh, in 2012, 2013, when I was doing some hill training. Yeah. We came and went and ran Eloise Hills yeah. for the first time, right? Yeah. And, of course, all the skiers were here. Oh, right. Training. So right. I knew some skiers from uh, Gear West. Yeah. Of course, they were here training because yeah. that's what skiers do, right? Exactly. Yeah. They run to ski. Yeah. Right. They don't they don't run to run. Right. Right. <laughs> I learned that. And so I thought, well, the skiers are doing this. Why aren't roadrunners doing right. this? This is fun. We're yeah. missing out. Yeah. And so that's why I picked it. I wanted us to reclaim it again. And it's beautiful. It's so cool. And now you have coffee. Totally. Well, and just the idea that there is so many different activities that take place here. I mean, and that. You know, that you made a point of coming here. The skiers were here. You made a point of coming here. here. Mm -hmm. And then we see mountain biking. And then we see orienteering. Then we see, you know, Mm -hmm. all of the things that are happening Mm -hmm. here, which is just so incredible. Mm -hmm. I have a good friend that now is teaching foraging classes here, like tree identification and things like that. I mean, Claire has really opened this place up to becoming like an educational and space and sanctuary yep. it's really incredible yep yep yeah no it's it's fantastic right mm-hmm. okay so if a person wanted to like they they hear you talking and they're really excited about this like i am um how do i you said you mentioned going to the facebook page yes um is there other ways to find you is that maybe the the, the best place we are on instagram okay as well all right uh, forest forest femmes minneapolis um and that's, we, we have a blog site on icebug.com. You know, there's some maybe information on there as well. But mm-hmm. no, Forest Femmes Minneapolis, I post photos from my leaders or anyone else. If you tag us, Forest Femmes Minneapolis, I repost in the stories and in the feed. And we, we keep the page very current. Okay. So you know where, what we're doing and what we did. And so you get a, just a sense of the vibe of our community and that all are welcome. So. Yeah. Okay. I think it would be kind of fun as I'm thinking about this, like maybe, you know, to try to find, a, you know, through the podcast, maybe I could find a good handful of people who might be interested us finding a date and I'll kind of come join you like some Saturday, like, and just all of us would be brand new. Yeah. And, um, just kind of give it a, give it a try. I think that would be fun fun. too. And it would be feel really safe. So I have a story that uh, I think impacted at least my mindset when I came to trails. You know, I had said that I didn't run trail uh, officially really, you know, in the 90s. But also even before that, you know, when I would go for a walk or whatever, I would always make sure that I was with somebody else if I was in the woods. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm a female and I'm scared. That's far from who I am. But when I was 11 years old and it was 1981, 
I would go on bike rides. I biked all day, every day. I loved it. And one time, my girlfriend and I, I was with somebody else. We went on a bike ride, and it was in Brooklyn Park. And we went to our regular asphalt trail. Everything's asphalted mm-hmm. back in the day. They didn't have any single track. So we took our 10 speeds, and we were going to go on our daily bike ride that we had done a million times over. And that day, they had ripped up the asphalt trail. And so it was sand, you know, because the asphalt trail had been ripped up. Yeah. And so as 11-year-olds, you know, you, you could do anything you wanted back in the 80s. We didn't have helmets on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we took our 10 speeds, and we had walked through this deep sand. And it was kind of hard. You know, pushing yeah. a 10-speed with a skinny tire was very slow and all of a sudden a man jumped out and he had his pants down and he said don't worry I'm not going to hurt you and as an 11 year old I didn't know what was going on right and I took off my friend and I took off as fast as we could not on our bike because you can't bike because there was sand Holding our bikes, because I loved my bike, and right. I was not going to let it go. And I ran like the wind, and he chased us. <gasps> and he chased us down, and I got home. We got away from him, and I got home. He didn't even touch me. And we called the police, and they came. The Brooklyn Park police came and interviewed us. And it turned out there was a serial rapist in the area. And I just feel like I was so lucky that day. 11 years old. What the heck? And I don't even like, I mean, I haven't shared this story with a lot of people, but that impacted me and my feeling of being in nature by myself. I always knew that I wanted to be in it, but this is not, I do not believe this is an uncommon story for an American woman. It is not. You are correct. And we don't want to talk about it. Right. Who wants to talk about it? It feels awful. And just the thought of it makes me sick. And I have three daughters. And so that's another thing where Forest Femmes comes from. I know that there are some people that are like, really? You do a women's running club? Men are completely welcome, you know, however you identify you're welcome. But just being out on the trail with somebody else may give you a little bit more comfort so you can relax and be at ease because you might have had an experience like I have had. And so, yeah, that was one of my, that's one of my personal stories, I guess. Um, and then the other thing is that my dad came, when the police came, my dad came and Oh, this makes me like emotional because you don't know what um, you don't know what people are going to say. You know, I, I as a little girl, I I didn't know what I had done to to have this yep. person do this, yep. and I he looked at me and this is 1981. How progressive is this? He said, "You were just Lisa. You were in the wrong place at the wrong time." <laughs> yeah, and I just thought, "Thanks, Dad." Good dad, because that helped me. You know, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's my story. Yeah. yeah, you and I are both looking at each other, bawling our eyes out. Because <laughs> you don't want women ever to be no. in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, right. that's just bullshit, frankly. Absolutely. And what who, what are you thinking? And then this is a serial situation. Right. And I saw the sketch of the guy, and it was him. Ugh. They had sketches back then. Yeah. Sketches. And I saw a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I, I just feel so lucky, you know. So. Well, and that it's so sad that that is always often a question that I do ask women who are doing incredible things in nature is do you feel safe yep yep I don't in the back of your mind I don't it's in the back of your mind of asking that question to a man yeah and I don't think it occurs to at least a lot of men that before we go out on the trail we think of that yeah I mean women are packing things they're like packing weapons even you know and I don't pack you know I don't pack weapons but I think about it Mm -hmm. I've got a plan yeah I've got a plan (laughs) you have to have a plan yeah and I just 
But not if you're with Forest Femmes. Not, no, not if you're with Forest Femmes. Let me tell you, do not mess with us. (laughs) You do not know what's going on here. So, yeah, we are, uh, yeah, we're a pretty cool group. Yeah. So we really do welcome people and uh, we welcome all stories and all places. So. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That was really, yeah. really powerful. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. That yeah. That it's, happened. you know what? Terrible things can lead to really good things. I was lucky. Yes. And a lot of women aren't lucky. Yes. And so, and a lot of people who were at Theo Worth a long time ago weren't lucky either. And right. so it's right. just, let's just, you know, form a community and do this together and find our balance and our center. And Well, thank you for taking that yeah. experience and building something incredible out of something traumatic. Yeah, I think it was not even in my conscious, to be honest. Right, right. <laughs> It's in my subconscious, yes. but I, I, I just needed to mix it up. And I, I, I forgot that almost until you asked me to do the podcast. I was like really yeah. trying to be authentic and dig deep about what has impacted yeah. me. And honestly, that just bubbled up to the surface. So, yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, thank you. Huh. Yeah. All right. What else do you want to share with with the listeners about what you do, the experience, the organization, the shoes? I mean, you know, I, I just think you should just give it a try. I think everyone is hesitant and nervous, and, you know, and they feel like they're different and they might not fit in. And I, I just really think that they should just come give it a shot. If they're they really, you know, it's never really very comfortable putting your feet on the floor and getting up early in the morning. Like that's never going to get easier because right. I know a lot of people don't like that we're at eight o'clock in the morning right. on a Saturday. On a Saturday, nobody likes that. Right, but. You know, if you really are serious about doing something, you know, and getting into fitness and getting more into the outdoors, I think that you probably seize the day mm-hmm. and put the feet on the floor. Yep. That's what I focus on. Yep. I don't focus on and put your clothes out the night before. Oh, right. Don't do it in the yes. morning. You'll never show up. Exactly. You'll show up. Yep. Not even me. I'm like, nope, sorry, guys. Can't yep. make it. I'll make some excuse up. Yep. But you have to, I untie my laces at night. Oh, you go that far. Oh, you're going to make it baby style. It's it's like a comfort meal I make it. Like I got my coffee cup all clean in my uh-huh. machine. I have everything done. I have my laces are untied by my door. I pick out my complete outfit, especially in the winter when you really need to think it through, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, I totally organized the night before. And so that's the other thing, too, is... Do not try to gather it up the night before. Don't try to figure out child care the night before. Right. You know, that's just not going to happen. Yep. Yep. So I'm a wellness coach and you are like Lovely. a wellness coach dream. Like this is what we talk about <laughs> is like, okay, what are the steps yeah. that yeah. you need to, in order to yeah. make this happen? Create if habits. this is something exactly, yeah. but it is like the preparation. When are you going to yeah. do it? By yeah. when? Remove you know, barriers. Exactly. But because yes. you will find a way out. But the other barrier is to be really honest with you. I'm not a huge, I mean, I believe in self-discipline, but I believe if you create the right structure for yourself, you don't even need it, right? What means is if you have friends expecting oh you gosh, to show up on Saturday so morning, right. yes, your friends <clears throat> want to see you. Yep. They want to hear what happened for part two of the Vegas right. story you shared last right. week, because that was fun and funny. Yep. I want to hear more, yep. right? Or you want to hear their story. And by the way, they might need help in their life to show up. And mm-hmm. if you don't show up, then how can they lean on you? Right. And so when you get a sense of community, you don't need self-discipline. I have these people that have been in my life since, you know, the 90s, and they just expect me to go. And so I just do it. It's just part of me. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm disciplined. It's just that's what I do. Yeah. It becomes part of you. Yeah. Well, and when something's fun, 
you're so much more likely to do it. Yes. Like if you're not a person that really enjoys going to oh, the Oh no, we're about gym, fun first. Like, we're fun yeah. first. We so, are not about measuring. We're not right. measuring your pace. I don't care, you know what? Yeah. No, it's about getting out there and the experience of it. Icebug has something called the Icebug experience. Ooh. In Sweden. This sounds very interesting. And so it's it's their vibe, right? And it's a 3-day event. It's in southern Sweden. And they have a saying, you can run the event, you can run walk the event, or you can hike the event. If you hike, you'll just take in more impressions. You like that? I like it. Yeah. Everyone's welcome. And so Forest Femmes is an extension of the Ice Bug Experience Mm. brand. Okay? So we also talked a little bit about all of the celebrations that Forest Femmes can bring to one's life. Um, the things that, the special things that you do as an organization to continue to create that community. And a lot of things, you mentioned one that I've never done, which is like a Friendsgiving. I've always, like ever since, remember <laughs> the show Friends? Yes. And they the would show have Friends. Yes. Yes. And they would have Friendsgiving. I have never, I've only had like oh. Thanksgiving with my own family, you yep. know, but yep. that's always, every year, I always yep. think like, it'd be so fun to do a Friendsgiving. Yeah. I've never done that before. Yeah. It sounds like I potentially have the opportunity yes. to get involved in one that people would be fast friends. And it's trail style. Okay. It's, it's American trail edition. Okay. 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 So they do not do this in Sweden, but I I started it here just realizing and you get to know everybody, you know, well on the trail if, if they choose to chatter and chit chat. And not everyone has families either here. You right. know, there's people who are out of town or just things are just not where you need them to be. And so, and I love holidays and I'm a bit of a maximalist, so I can't help myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my friends are maximalists too, whether they want to admit it or not, my trail leaders. Okay. And so they all rally around this idea. I said, let's do a Femsgiving. So it's like a Friendsgiving, which uh-huh. is like a Thanksgiving. Yep. And what we do every year... So catchy, so catchy. Every year in November, right around Thanksgiving, we've done this now four years in a row, I believe, uh, we go run the river bottoms or hike the river bottoms. You choose your pace. The river bottoms are lovely because they're down, you know, the, the, the wind protects you and it's flat. It's not technical either, by the way. So mm-hmm. it's open to everyone. We've had some really funny things happen down there too. Because sometimes the river comes a little bit through and then we jump over logs or mm-hmm. walk over them. And it makes some great pictures for your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yes. I will say that. We do have some photos on Instagram of it. It's quite fun. And then afterwards, we all go to Lucky 13. It's a restaurant. It looks like an English pub, like mm-hmm. an old English pub right there, uh, right by the trailhead. And we have breakfast together. And Lucky 13 loves us. And we have the, we get the biggest table available. And everyone sits around and orders breakfast and coffee. And yeah, we celebrate Femsgiving every year. So we like to do holidays. Yeah, And so okay. we do ugly sweaters also in December just to get us through the season. So we do an ugly sweater run. Uh, and everybody wears just some really hilarious thing. I have one from Star Wars because I'm a huge oh, Star Wars okay, fan. Okay. So I've got a Baby Yoda Christmas sweater, but it's good. Uh-huh. It's really good. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, we do just different holidays. Like we did Midsummer in June. That's a new one that we're celebrating. But what I really welcome is people all have different holidays depending on what culture they come from. Right. And I can't cover them all. I'm, not, I'm just, 
I'm kind of winging it, you know? Right, right. I'm winging it. I'm right. going to be honest. I'm yeah. winging it. This was all kind of accidental, even the fika afterwards. Right. It just started because I wanted to get to know everyone better. But bring your holidays and we'll celebrate them. We got coffee. Right. right? So I just think, and it's just fun to learn about each other more and learn Absolutely. about each other's cultures. And Absolutely. All that. So. so there's cultural exchange that can happen on yes. the trip. I mean, yes, it sounds like it has everything. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. We want people to bring their authentic self. And you do find that with being out on the trail when you're with somebody and you're going up 200 you know foothills and you start getting tired you become your authentic you know self people oh, start yeah. you know swearing maybe in their language of origin uh-huh. uh, they tell stories or they share meals about where they're from and you start sharing things about yourself and then you get to meet yourself too you who you are on the trail and that's just a really cool thing while you're doing that with other people so oh, lisa I think we're going to get a lot more people coming to Forest fun. Fems. Yeah, really fun. What is, like, what is the average number, would you say? You know, like- last weekend we had maybe 20 total. Okay. And so I have, you know, I, the largest group is 60. Okay. We have a lot of different sponsors that come in, too. We've had many different brands like to come in. And, like, Johnny Pops came, hint, hint. Okay. One time, and they give us free Johnny Pops. Okay. And we do a summer uh, trail run. And then we jump into Theoworth Lake afterwards. Oh, the bus. I was inspired by that, by the Swedish Forest Femmes do that. Mm-hmm. And so we jump into your, the city and cool off, and then we get Johnny Pops. And mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah, Abby, uh, she fixed that one up for us. So, yeah, I don't know. We have different sponsors or maybe discount codes or stores will sponsor us. We had Run and Fun, which they are the OG of all the run shops in town. Okay. And Run and Fun has us come, and they took us on a trail run with our ski goggles on in the middle of January. And then Afterwards, you know, we have Fika, and they give us a, they might give us a big store discount to buy our winter gear. All right. The run stores like to, you know, give us a discount, and Gear West has done the same thing, you know. So So you just never know what you might find. No, you don't. There's a trail usually by every run store that I know, and all the run shop owners welcome us with open arms. Okay. Yeah. And then, oh, another really fun one I must leave you with. Okay. Is our Halloween run. Oh, all right. And so everybody comes and they dress up. Pictures are on social media. You can see them. And we like to do uh, a prelude to Run the Ritter, which is Paulette Odenthal's trail race. Okay. And she's a fantastic, you know, runner OG of Minneapolis. Like, if you know who she is, she's a race director, you know, of the Getting Gear. She started that oh, yeah. 20 years Love ago. The gear. Yeah, yeah, she's like everything. And she now does Run the Ritter, and she's very into trail. And so I do this kind of lead up to run the Ritter. And so we run the Ritter. We, we try to do a course, but I'm not going to lie. If you come with us, you better have a sense of humor because we get lost. And we don't call it getting lost. We call it an adventure. Uh-huh. And if you don't find that funny, we're probably not your people. Because we think it's funny when we get lost. And we learn about ourselves, right, right? Right. And so we go there and we'll do for like two Saturdays in a row. We'll go. But usually when those Saturdays, her race is in November. And so maybe the Halloween Saturday you know, before Run the Ritter, we all dress in costumes and go running. And so people come in all different outfits. And usually there's a thin layer of fog. Mm-hmm. So it makes really good Halloween pictures. Yeah. And we laugh. It's fun. I, don't, I, wish I, could, I wish I would have had like a little tick mark of how many times you said fun and how you said <laughs> how have, this is primarily, this, should, it yeah. starts with fun yeah. and then it goes into all of the yeah. other things, which it sounds like there's so many other things, yeah. but right. fun is primary. Yes, fun is the most important part and accepting of others and making space for everyone at the table, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, well... 
we do this for fun, people. It sounds like if you want to do something for fun, <laughs> you have no choice but to get involved with Forest Femmes. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So check out the Facebook page. Um, and uh, can you give us the, what is the, the handle for the Facebook page again? Uh, it should be Forest Femmes Minneapolis, okay. but it's Minneapolis MPLS. Okay. Uh, and it would be a group. And then from the groups, if you want to know how to participate, look in the event section. Okay. But understand, I do not post the new venues until the Wednesday Wednesdays. before. Again. Okay, great. Looking for fun. You've got it right in your backyard. Forest Femmes, Minneapolis. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah. Thank you. It was beautiful. Oh, good. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We Do This For Fun is brought to you by Boreal, a catalyst for wellness transformation inspired by the beauty of the North. Boreal helps people find and align with nature to power individual health and wellness. Wellness coaching, plant-based and outdoor cooking classes, camping wellness retreats, and more. Learn more at Boreal.com. That's B-O-R-E-A-L-L-E.com. It would mean so much to us if you would follow and subscribe to the We Do This For Fun show page on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy. Just hit the plus sign or click on follow. I know many of you read reviews for outdoor gear to help make purchases for your outdoor adventures. The more reviews, the more likely you are to purchase or take a brand seriously. It's like that with podcasts, too. We'd love for you to give us a five-star review, and after you've done that, just share a quick comment about what you like about We Do This For Fun. Please share our episodes. Help us make an impact, because everyone deserves to have fun out there.